One of the things that makes the holiday season so magical is the variation of traditions and legends from around the world. From Santa to Krampus to Old St. Nick, each year mythical creatures slink into our homes with a variety of purpose. But these feisty holiday sprites have only one gift to give you this holiday season. Chaos. Hang on to your sausages and ready your witty retorts. This week's episode is Kalikanzari, the Christmas Goblins. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinister Christmas goblins. I'm the Christmas goblin. I love different Christmas holiday traditions from around the world. And I'm planning on just, you know, teaching my kids about all of them. So welcome, kids. This is Be at good. the top of my list now. Because <laughs> any any tradition where I get to just throw sausages on my roof and, you know, um, have a big old donged creature scurrying around my living room, that's one that I am on board for. You don't already have one? You're not married to one? <laughs> hey! Uh, well, after I, I got that Krampus in the mail that you suggested off of Amazon, the Krampus tree topper. I have it on my small tree. Man, that branch comes up. It, yeah. it looks like a big dong. It's on You purpose. and Tommy both that are very uh, of the same mind that it's supposed <laughs> to be his penis. It looks like phallic. So we've added the Krampus to the tree. We got the Kali Kanzare now. I'm excited to just... Adopt Christmas legends and teach my kids. Everybody's different. Santa's not better than uh, somebody else's myth. Why is Mm -mm. Santa so good? I mean, Uh, I'm not against Santa. I love Santa, but. To me, they're all uh, great stories that we tell our kids. And if you want, you know, to celebrate a devil-like thing that beats kids and puts them in a basket on his back. If you want to throw sausages on your roof. If you want... A jolly old fat guy coming down your chimney. I don't care. Yeah, you do you. Do you do you. Whatever. We need to combine all of these into one. I'm going to say cryptid only because you know that Tommy's hot take (laughs) is that Santa is a cryptid. (laughs) I don't know if he is or not. The jury's still out. You guys, let us know what you think. Is Santa a cryptid? (laughs) Yes or no? The poll is out. I mean, it makes sense. He kind of is. Yeah. But he's not the traditional type of cryptid. You're saying combine them into like a Optimus, not Optimus Prime, a Megazord, like Power Rangers, a Megazord cryptid with all the features. Every, every buddy's, whatever it is, Santa, Krampus, Jesus, throw Jesus in there. We need like the most epic just Mm -hmm. thing. What are we going to call it? I don't know. What does Mighty he do? Everything. Christmas Ranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what our house now celebrates, just all of them at once. Mega it's Christmas. It's a year-long celebration because you got to fit all the different shit in. It's true. But you know what? What's more fun than Christmas Day? All the lead up to Christmas. The journey true. to get there, you know? And I like, I appreciate this myth because it starts on the 25th and goes on through the new year. So it's like if you do one Christmas tradition until the 25th, this one will take you right on through next mm-hmm. year. So yeah. there's room for everybody's beliefs. 
I love it. It also encompasses my birthday. And yeah. what do I want for my birthday? A big dicked goblin. <laughs> so asking you shall happy proceed. birthday to me. I'm very excited about this one. These these little guys are fun. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> like we released two episodes today, Heather. You're welcome, you guys. As we... a happy holidays. Thank you for a year of support to everybody. We wanted to release two episodes. Um, the other one, if you haven't listened to it, is um, a more of a true crime one. And that, that one's ad-free, yes. which is a special gift to you guys as well. So... This one, uh, we tried to do two very different ones to appeal to the masses. This uh-huh. one is the more fun Christmas one. The mm-hmm. other one is the true crime one. So we hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for everything throughout the year. Yeah. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. Christmas is the one time of year folks seem strangely at ease with having someone slide down their chimney. Any of the other 364 days, a large man entering your home in the middle of the night while your children lay sleeping nearby would be terrifying. However, when it's old St. Nick arriving to drop off some gifts, the visit is welcome. The tale of Santa is a jovial one. He spends all year in his cozy North Pole cottage with Mrs. Claus, overseeing his team of elves as they happily make toys for children around the world. This holiday lore evokes feelings of excitement and joy. Eager children are awake on Christmas morn to see what goodies have filled their stockings overnight. But in Greek folklore, a much more chaotic and destructive house guest may arrive on December 25th. Called Kalakonsuri, these goblins bring one thing when they visit your home at Christmas time. Chaos. They aren't known for any Grinch-like behavior and won't be caught stealing a tree. Instead, they are more inclined to tump over household items, break furniture, defecate on your floor, and ruin any food in the home, according to the book, Goblins. In my research, I've watched the episode of the TV show Grimm, which uh, is about the Kali Khansri, and they are depicted, they look a bit, um, they've made their faces look a slightly animal-like, uh, but that's this is all they do, is just jump a tree, ride it down like Buddy the Elf, eat all the food in sight. They there sound was like no toddlers. defecation. Yeah. yeah they look, it's they just like having toddlers. a bunch of toddlers running around your house, just shitting everywhere, <laughs> eating your food, knocking your shit over. Screaming, yeah. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. <laughs> For 353 days out of the year, the Kalakonsuri are busy in their underworld home, using a giant saw to try and cut through the tree of life that holds up the world. These devilish monsters come to the surface during the 12 days of Christmas arriving on December 25th and leaving after January 6th, the Feast of the Epiphany, which commemorates St. John's Baptism of Christ in the River Jordan. These 12 days have been host to celebrations throughout the ages, from winter solstice gatherings to Yuletide to the Festival of Saturnalia in ancient Rome, though exact dates have varied over the course of centuries. The purpose of their sawing on the Tree of Life is to annihilate all of mankind, according to the book Zeus, A Study in Ancient Religion. By the time December rolls around, only a single thread supporting the earth remains. Satisfied with their work, the foolish Kalakonsuri say, Come, let us be off. It will fall of itself. However, during the Kalakonsuri's 12 days on earth, the tree of life has time to regenerate its lost bark, and thus mankind is saved for another year. They return after the epiphany and find the tree has regenerated itself whole. Disappointed, they begin the process again for another year. Your work's never done as a Kalakonsuros. 
What's the singular? Kalikonzeros is Kalikonzeros, yes, yeah. Kalikonzeri is the plural. There's a lot of looking up uh, YouTube videos of people uh, who are native speakers and to try to understand the proper pronunciation Mm -hmm. and not... Uh, sound like Peggy Hill when I uh, <laughs> later on to, Kyle in, the, Kansary. in this episode at the end when I'm I'll sing you a little a uh, little carol a little Christmas carol about the Kalikonsery little Kalikonsery um, carol yeah this time of year is like party time and has been for oh yeah I mean ever their time above ground may be healing for the tree of life but it is decidedly ghastly for those who encounter the beast. According to the book Yuletide Ghosts and Other Spooky Holiday Happenings, these holiday goblins are known to kidnap young maidens. Those taken captive must rely on their wit and charm to win over the little monsters. If a woman's efforts are successful, she will be rewarded with gifts and freedom. If not, she will disappear to the underworld, never to be seen again. This is some leprechaun movie type shit. This is, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be drug anywhere, but especially not to the underworld. And it sounds like all you're going to be doing down there is sawing, helping out the devil yeah. in some versions of the myth, and sawing a lot, neither of which I want to do, really. You um, know what? I don't think I've ever sawed something. Really? You never made not, something and sawed? Not in earnest. Not, like, for real. <laughs> I mean, sawed I, in earnest. <laughs> I, I might have, like, you know, for a second done it, but I've never, like, had to saw, like, Something for real. Like, rant, 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 Have like you? a solid handsaw. Yeah, I took a, a class in uh, middle school called tech class. And when we had like stations we would do. Like one of them was like computer-aided design and one was robotics and, mm-hmm. and photography. And one section was woodworking made a oh. pen. We had like lathes and stuff, but we had pieces of wood and they let us, you know, probably shouldn't have, but they let us with lathes and saws and whatnot. And I made a little wooden pen. Ain't now a that business you card holder. This, huh? And a little business card holder out of plastic. Oh. That was another station. Now that you mention it, I feel like there was some class like this in high school that I took. But like most of high school, it's just a blur. I <laughs> The memory is sucked away. I do not. There was, but there were stations. I know like uh, there was a computer station where you did like SimCity or something. Oh, yeah. And then there was like a photography Mm-hmm. Um, dark room down there, and some other stuff. I think there was like woodworking or something. Ours but it had, was like, one of video. those classes where like everybody just fucked around. It was like oh, yeah. a fun class where you were just like, whatever. So that's the class where the boys installed the keylogger and got the teacher's password, and Uh-oh. then were downloading pictures from like Maxim and Sports Illustrated and <laughs> printing them on the printer. And then he got busted and got in trouble, and I, we never saw him again as a teacher. So. Wait, the teacher was doing this? No, no, no. The students were printing. They they got a keylogger in the computer, so then they tricked him into entering his password, and then they used his password to unlock dirty websites. Oh. And then I get I don't know if the IT people found out or there was a whole incident with them putting a dirty picture up on the projector using his computer, and he was like, "Oh, you're not supposed to do that." Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're the tech teacher, you should not have been whimsically fooled by the children the children yeah, of your class that's like tech um, 101 is be smarter than the people you're teaching it was hard these kids were like little hackers <laughs> they're little hackers but yeah he uh like i said never saw him again but dang that uh this definitely makes me uh makes me nervous about uh getting drugged down to the underworld although i feel like we're both very witty we can we're we're witty charming maybe but witty definitely <laughs> charming depends on the audience maidens Definitely. Hundo Thundo. (laughs) 
One such maiden was home alone cooking while her husband and children went to holiday mass. According to Dr. Paul Karitsis, a psychologist who studies the impact of mist on the mind, this woman felt a presence as she was turned toward her stove. When she peered over her shoulder, she spotted a wretched little Kalakonzeros staring her down. He asked her name, but remembering that she had to outsmart the nasty little thing, she told him her name was... I, myself. The Kalakonzeros ran about her house, throwing objects, destroying household items, and pooping in every room. To stop the pandemonium, the woman threw her cooking pot at the Kalakonzeros' face, hitting it square in the jaw. Injured and embarrassed, it ran from her home to tell its friends, and presumably come back for revenge. When the other Kalakonzeri asked who had injured it, the beast answered, I, myself. Its friends laughed in its face, and the woman was safe from the Kalakonzeri's revenge. That's how you get them. Good mm-hmm. one. That's like, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> when you're a big sibling, you always have to master those of, you know, you get mm-hmm. somebody to say who, they're, you're like, repeat after me, my name's Poopface. And you go like, my name's Poopface. Like, oh, I got you to say it. It's mm-hmm. like, I was repeating you. You still said it. Yeah. So yep. essentially you're like tricking a child, but it's a gremlin demon. Depending on the region of the lore, several types of Kalakonsuri have been described throughout the ages. One type is taller, more resembling Bigfoot, with ape-like arms, shaggy hair, and standing nearly seven feet tall. More sinister-looking than Sasquatch, they sport horns, talons, an enormous head, and an enormous penis. These larger Kalakonsuri are known to have heinous and murderous intent, according to Dr. Karitsis. Their goal on Earth is not to make mischief, but to take lives. These ominous creatures have been known to strangle, suffocate, or even slash the throat of their victims. This is not the kind of Kali Kanzari I want to run into. No, I'll, no. There's one thing about this one that's okay. <laughs> and it's it's the talons. <laughs> and horns, baby. You can yeah. hang stuff on them. Very convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like the old, do you want to fight a hundred mm-hmm. duck-sized horses or a horse-sized duck? I mean, I'm going to go with the smaller Kali Kanzari instead of the seven-foot one. You go hundred-sized small Kali Kanzari over one big Kali Kanzari? Well, now that we've described it, maybe not. <laughs> really, you're fighting more than just that Kalakonsuri. <laughs> You've got a couple things. I've you're always said I would rather fight a giant duck rather than a bunch of tiny... Wait, what is it? Tiny horses? Or I'd a... rather fight one giant duck over a bunch of tiny horses. I feel like the duck's beak would get you. Have you ever been bit by a duck or a goose? I've been... I've. They've threatened. They've threatened. I was saved. <laughs> But a duck will pinch you. It's like a snapping turtle. I've had my horse, my foot stepped on by a horse. I told you that. Oh, that's right. Remember, I've been attacked that. by both. So honestly, <laughs> they're both out to get me. My rationale is that I have more of a a fighting chance against just one thing. Because then you're just having to deal with like hiding from one thing or, you know, uh, running around from one thing. But if there's a bunch of things, you're just like constantly like kicking them off of you and stuff. True. I mean, the only thing, ducks fly and they can go in water. So there's really nowhere to hide. I guess underground with the Kali Kanzari. Yeah, I'll just be drugged to the underworld and then problem solved. Take me. Much more common are the small and impish type of Kali Kanzari. You'll know if you're in the presence of one, possibly before you even see them. They are known to emit a foul odor. This more common type is around the size of a child of 10, according to Zeus, a study in ancient religion. 
standing about two to four feet tall, with red eyes and long pointy tails. The Kalakonsuri are naked, apart from beards and mustaches, leaving exposed their enormous penises. Rather than a thirst for blood, these more common Kalakonsuri have an appetite for mischief. Dr. Karitsis attributes to this breed of Kalakonsuri a penchant for incitement of pandemonium and widespread promotion of social disintegration. Again, they are just Fuck toddlers. Yeah. These things are just toddlers. <laughs> Got a bunch of like two-year-olds the, running around your house. The chaos agents, big dick chaos agents, just <laughs> swinging well, we around. Have a new t-shirt, so big that's dick good. chaos agents. <laughs> I want it to be like an FBI agent shirt, but it says yeah. big dick chaos agent. <laughs> Some regions believe the Calicansuri were once humans. According to folklore, children born from December 25th to January 6th are in danger of turning into one of the goblins during adulthood. The publication Greek News says a parent wanting to save their baby from this fate would need to singe their child's toenails or wrap the baby up in strings of garlic. Similar to a werewolf transforming under the light of a full moon, the unfortunate lot that didn't have their newborn feet held over an open flame are destined to transform into a Calaconzeros on Christmas Eve, according to a cult world. Legend also has it that if you are born on a Saturday, you have the special ability to see the Calaconzeri and talk with them, a decidedly less terrifying fate than becoming one. Hey, Chris, do you have a question? <laughs> yes. When's your birthday? When's your birthday? January 4th. I So many questions have been answered this past <laughs> week about who I am, and just the decisions that I tend to make during this time of the year. I am transforming, Heather. That's what's going um, on. There's a reason that it's just pure chaos in my house right now. <laughs> I am creating it, and I don't even know it. You're like, I'm the one running around fully naked with a mustache. <laughs> just shitting everywhere, knocking over my furniture. <laughs> you are uh, an insider of pandemonium and a widespread promoter of social disintegration. That's 100% true. I don't know if I was born on a Monday. Hmm, or sat- I could Google that. Or Saturday. Or Saturday, yeah. What day of the week were you born on? I, feel like, I think a Tuesday. Oh, okay. It's your old average Tuesday, like around 8 a.m. <laughs> I was born in the evening, 556. 5- oh. 6 p.m. or 5.57, something like that, yeah. Yeah, well, December 25th to January 6th, unless your parents wrapped you in garlic. I don't think they did. Or singed your toenails. Maybe. (laughs) But I don't don't know. like garlic, never. (laughs) They would never. But they did hold my little feet over an open flame, yeah. Just for your own good, Christy. (laughs) (laughs) Still, others say the Kalakonsuri resemble more of an evil half-man, half-goat. One possible origin of the Kalakonsaros name comes from Carlos Quintoros, meaning beautiful centaur. In this version, the hybrid creature has cloven hooves, claw-like talons, and sharp teeth, according to a cult world. I have a question. Go on. Like so many of the half-man, half-animal things we have described. Yes, like Batman. We always wonder which half is which. Mm. The description of what this looks like leads me to believe it's all over the place. There's not even a half. It's just a mix match. Because normally a centaur is horse on the bottom, waist up as a man. Yeah. Uh, In this case, sharp teeth, I guess, unless it's just, you know, a human head with really sharp teeth. But the and then maybe the hands are clawed. And then the cloven hooves are on the foot part. Because really, a centaur's got six limbs going on. Because you got four That's true. horse legs. 
and then two people arms and all which is 100% horse peen. <laughs> but even claw-like talons, I mean, sharp teeth and claw-like talons, that's describing a monster on the top. But mm-hmm. then cloven hooves is also animal on the bottom. Man. So now I'm wondering if maybe it's not just half and half, but it's just like patchwork, like a uh, quilt. Oh, it's all over the place. <laughs> it's, it's even like more gave, terrifying. Like, uh, you know, when you're doing the paper dolls to dress them up, but it's just pieces of animal and you mm-hmm. just mix them all together and that's what mm-hmm. you get. Well, maybe. I, beautiful, though. I like that. I like it's in the name. It's not. I'm not just a centaur. I'm a beautiful centaur. I'm a beautiful centaur. centaur. Yes. Aren't we all? Just like some folks have a favorite gremlin, usually gizmo, others may have their favorite calicanzaros. According to the site Greeker Than the Greeks, there are at least 20 specifically named calicanzari throughout folklore. A few of these include Malaganus, who tricks children into handing over their candy, Stinky Little Catachanus, who has an appetite that rivals Slimer and Ghostbusters, and Malapertus, who lurks around cooking pots. When he finds the lids missing... He will piss into the pot and spoil the food. Wow. Rude. Malapertus. You know what, though? He's teaching you a lesson. Yeah, cover your food. Food mm-hmm. safety 101. Cover your yeah. food. Don't leave it out on the counter. He is the Caliconsoroi food inspector. <laughs> the brains of the Caliconsoros operation is their leader, the great Caliconsoro. He is decidedly smarter than his easily outsmart underlings and does his best to organize the chaotic bunch. Seeing as how the Calicanzaros love to imbibe, this usually proves an arduous task. The rambunctious goblins become even rowdier after a few cocktails, and their appetite for alcohol is insatiable. Still, the great Calicanzaro does his best to wrangle his troops, all the while riding around on a giant rooster. I feel like that is a statement of like, (laughs) y'all think y'all are, I'm the biggest of them all. You think you got a big cock? Look at what I'm riding, bitch. I, I love a rooster that could be tamed and saddled. Yeah, yeah. I imagine there's a tiny saddle. There's got to be in a bridle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not raw dogging that. He's not just barebacking it. He's, <laughs> no, he's, he's got, got a saddle. Rooster. Yeah, he's not a monster. <laughs> he is a monster, but he's not. But Yeah, uncouth. but he's not that type of monster. He's safety I concerned. I think the rooster is because they don't like the sun and to be out in the daylight. So when Genius. it's time for them to all retreat, he cues the rooster or the rooster just knows to to do its rooster thing because the sun's coming up. And True. so then it's like, you know, their alarm going off to cuckoo cha Yeah. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo. Cha-chi-cha-chi-cha-chi. Uh, I like that, you know, you see videos of little kids on the internet and they'll be like, having a toddler is like having a drunk person all the time. Mm-hmm. This already sounds like having a toddler and then they're actually drunk. <laughs> so it's yeah. like even worse. Yes. There are various schools of thought on how to protect yourself and your home from the Kalakonsri. Since they're known for craving treats, some residents of Greece and Cyprus put pancakes, sweets, or fries on their roofs to tempt the creatures into staying outside. They aren't fond of incense either, according to Cyprus Alive, so burning incense throughout the house and up the chimney should keep them from creeping in. In the episode of Grimm, they got a bunch of fruitcake for the Kalakonsri to eat. Well, we know where to get that. Collins Street, baby. Where ha- it's a crossover. <laughs> We've got a crossover episode. Collins Street Bakery and uh, the Collinsery. The Collins Conzery Street Bakery. Collinsery Street Bakery. <laughs> yeah, they they try to basically back back into the myth of the Collinsery 
the invention of fruitcake. And they were like, this is what they, they used to eat. Of course, I'm like such a fool. I'm watching this show thinking, is that true? Heather, it is a fictional show. It is based it's not, on I don't myths. think these things are real. I mean, no. I could be wrong, but I don't think they are. Well, I was I meant like, is the myth real that they actually invented fruitcake for the Kali Kanzari? It is not. That oh, was gotcha, gotcha. Fully uh, written by the writers to be a clever tie-in to the holidays, but yes. I, I'm taking it as canon. I'm adopting as my own Kalikonsri <laughs> canon that they are the most satiated when you give them a Collins Street Bakery fruitcake. I love it. Not accustomed to the blazing sun of our realm, the Kalikonsri are afraid of the sun and fire. Some families in Greece and Cyprus leave their fireplace burning day and night until the epiphany to keep the Kalikonsri out of the chimney. As supposed right-hand men to the devil, they're also frightened by holy water, which can also be used to ward them off. Cranked up the fireplace the other day. Happy to leave it on. Man, we, we're having to take a break from ours. <laughs> We've had some issues. I know. we got to get you them logs. I got the I, ceramic I, logs. I told Tommy we got to get the ceramic logs. Or we just need to get different wood that doesn't okay. smell like campfire. Like maybe one of those scented... Uh, what are those logs that just have this paper around them that you light? Oh, yeah, like a starter log. Yeah, like one of those. Maybe we just need one of those. Or embrace it. You guys start wearing khakis. You wear bucket hats around the house. Leave the doors <laughs> open. Let the animals all the in. time. Yeah. Sleep in a tent in the living room. <laughs> Ella would love that. Yeah. Greek News Online described another clever way to ward off the Kalakonsri. A colander. The kitchen implement used most often to strain liquid off food could be placed on the doorstep. The Kalakonsri will try and count the holes, but will stop after two, as three was considered a holy number off-limits. Plus, according to legend, they are too foolish to count past two anyways. After spending all night attempting to count the holes, the nocturnal monsters will scamper away from your home just before sunrise. I love that something simple as a colander can you know, save your family. Most of us have it. Look to your, look to your kitchen for, <laughs> I mean... Most things that we need are in our house, right? To protect ourselves. Everything that I need, I already have. There you go. Everything that I have is all that I need. Oh, that's beautiful. It's a TikTok guy. Some guy on TikTok. Oh, okay. It's my new (laughs) mantra. Stole it off the TikTok. I didn't steal it. I've adopted it. Appreciate it. Saved the video of the guy singing it. And uh, I think about it all the time. He probably stole it from someone else. So you're fine to steal it from him. You never know how TikTok goes. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that sounds familiar. Sent that video of that lady breastfeeding the cat. <laughs> I, I told you it was fake. I thought it was so real. I'm so gullible. No, it's, I mean, I immediately was like, this is very sus. This is shot way too close. Everyone's way too calm. I'm pretty sure flight attendants just pull down their, their mask and stuff. But do I wish it was real? Yes. Yeah. Would Once I stop you pointed and stopped it out. her? No, I would have let her do her thing. It's not hurting anybody to whip a tit out and put it in the mouth of a taxidermy cat. Oh, oh, was it taxidermied? That's the spoiler at the end is it's a taxidermy cat. Oh, I didn't watch the end. I couldn't find the fourth video. Oh, it's in the comments of the third video. Oh, okay. So they finally rip the blanket off and it's a taxidermy <laughs> cat. And what do they do? What does she do? She starts yelling that it's her baby, and they're like, ma'am, please sit down. And the guy <laughs> in the chair that had initially complained starts to... to he triumphantly stands and pumps his hands in the air and says, I knew it. I knew it. I called it. I knew it was a cat. Yeah. 
It's great. It's everything <laughs> you'd hoped it would have been. As the owner of a taxidermy animal, you're not supposed to take those on planes and breastfeed them. You can take them on a plane. You're just not supposed to whip them. No, out. yeah. I'll, but I, I like that it was taxidermied over real life because I wouldn't want a real life cat to be subjected to something like that. It was if it didn't so want mashed to be. down. She was mashing it. But well, also, yeah. Don't stick your tit in an animal's oh, mouth. That's, what I, that's the part. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> that's that. off limits. Also, you don't do as that a to person. Animals. As an owner of tits and a former, you know, cat owner, I would never stick anything no. appendage close to a cat's mouth. No, no. Even more unique than the colander trick, another way to protect yourself is to perform a wedding between two trees of your choice. Once the trees have been joined in holy matrimony, an axe is taken to them. Rather than spending their wedding night in a fancy hotel or jetting off on a romantic honeymoon, two logs from the trees are thrown into the fireplace. As the flames from the fire burn through the night, the Kalakonsuri are kept at bay. I love that. You're ordained, right? That's right. I can do it. You, I mean, I don't know if you got to be to perform a tree marriage, but I'm sure it doesn't hurt. Keeps it legit, and then the Kalakonsuri can never question you. That's true. It's a legitimately married tree. Those especially fearful of the Kalakonsuri wrath stay locked inside their home for the duration of the 12 days. For many, though, this isn't possible. However, fear not. If you find yourself face-to-face with one of the troublesome trolls in the unprotected dark of night, you can be saved by knowing the Kalakonsuri code word. If the goblin asks you, Hemp or lead? Answer hemp to remain free. Mistakenly answer lead and you will be attacked by the hairy ghoul. If you panic and forget the code word, instead recite protective prayers or incantations. And above all else, use your wits to outsmart them. Always go with hemp, baby. Yeah. That's a very, like, Settlers of Catan. I feel like we're trading, like, a wheat for ore. <laughs> Perhaps one of their more understandable traits is the Kalakonsuri appetite for sausage. To protect your holiday meat, it is advised that you cover it with lots of asparagus to hide it from their ravenous eyes. Hanging asparagus, thistle, or the herb hyssop on the doorframe or near the chimney is also said to ward them off. My sausages. No. <laughs> so not my meat. My holiday meat. I also love asparagus, though. So yeah. a bunch of meat wrapped in asparagus sounds good to me. Oh, yeah. Or asparagus uh, wrapped in bacon would be mm-hmm. good. Or asparagus tossed in some oil. Ooh. Just a simple toss in an oil. Mm-hmm. Give it some salt and pepper. Yep. You can broil it on a, on a sheet, a pan. Oh, yes. I love that. Tommy will put it, do all that and put it in oil or foil and then grill it. Oh, yeah. Better. Or just put it in the oven. Yeah. So if he's doing that, stick your sausage in there. Not always. Yeah. Well, not his, but uh, one we buy from the store. Don't stick your own sausage on the grill. I'm ever. not here to tell. I'm not here to tell <laughs> I you mean, what to do I guess if that's what you're into, go for it. Wrap it in asparagus and go to town. Speaking of bacon, one thing we didn't mention is how much these little goblins love pork. Yeah. And so, uh, too. people will just, you know, kind of... Uh, leave pig jawbones hanging around their house or outside Mm -hmm. to to ward them off or tempt them with pork belly and leave that outside and stuff. But Mm -hmm. they also are known to hunt pigs. So that's I especially hope they don't show up at my house. Let me just say, (laughs) I talk about, would you rather fight one giant Kalikonzeros or a bunch of little ones? I would love to see pedal versus anything. My money is on pedal (laughs) pedal versus any creature 
from this world or the underworld, mm-hmm. from any time zone, any planet, I would. My money is always on pedals. She is a bad bitch. She is. Thank you. My mom saw her uh, the other day and goes, "She is no longer the size of a large bulldog." Because that's what I tell people. <laughs> She's the uh. size, <laughs> and she isn't. I mean, I need to amend that because she. Uh, my brother saw her for the first time in a while the other day. He goes, "Man." Her stomach's dragging the ground. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know happy. what? She's it's the perfect. holidays. We've all been indulging. I'm not here to fault her. No, she's perfect. Um, someone was asking me about Petal, and I said, oh, yeah, it, she's lovely. She's She totally belongs. But I remember the very first time I met Petal, I came in your house. You had shown me photos. You had described her. We talked about her. But it is still startling to come upon a farm... <laughs> barnyard animal indoors Mm -hmm. it would be as if there was a goat or a llama in the house it was quite fun and whimsical Mm -hmm. she like i said she totally fit in she wasn't bad (laughs) thank you yeah she's very well behaved uh she's a crowd pleaser yeah you you gave me something maybe like pellets or something to hand to her Mm -hmm. so she some Uh pellets out of my hand so again she's she's gentle but also she will fuck you up. She, yeah, she can be a real bad bitch, though. Honoring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To me, it's not that weird anymore because, I mean, we've lived oh, yeah. with her for six years. But it is funny when people see her for the first time because I forget, like, that it's not just a normal thing that most people have. <laughs> most people just don't have pigs. Strange. No. Yeah. Tales of the Kalakonsri have lasted for ages, and several factors contribute to the persistence of the myth. In ancient times, some believed the days following Christmas were the perfect time for lost souls to pull open the gates of hell and seek refuge on earth, according to Cyprus Alive. Do these lost souls really take the form of goblins and climb up from hell once a year? If not, how did the tale get started? Like most folklore, parents have used the legend of the Calicansary as a cautionary tale. Children are urged to cover all the Christmas treats and keep the kitchen tidy, lest the Kalakonsuri eat the family sweets or scatter flour everywhere. Parents warned of the dangers of encountering one of the little devils after dark. Not wanting to be dragged to the underworld, teenagers stay home, much to their parents' approval. Like any good myth, it's a way to help control the youth. Mm, and the finger-banging. <laughs> like, you, you want to get finger-banged in hell? Then stay home. You Go to, to your room. Drug. And get the asparagus. We don't want that thing getting our meat. Get the asparagus and hide the meat. <laughs> Whether or not you believe it's goblins, there is evidence of ghastly beasts wandering the streets around Christmas in ancient times. Although they raised hell, these figures were mere mortals. During the Byzantine Empire, the winter feast invited revelers, some of whom dressed in costume and masks, and who let the partying get away from them. They begged for treats from fellow partygoers, and if that didn't do the trick, they would break into their homes to satiate their hunger. Well, this makes sense. Yeah. You've been to Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. You're like, like I got a hell. bunch of drunk monsters, just like on the birds. They broke into my parents' house, and they're eating all their food. <laughs> I mean, this is... Who who amongst us haven't been on either one of the The receiving end <laughs> or been the monster that's just like... Drunk, trying raiding your friend's fridge at 2 a.m. You're eating the weirdest stuff you would never put together on just a normal day. You're like, I don't care. I'm doing this. It makes me think when we were, uh, it was like the first festival we did. And that unrefined made us that cake with the uh-huh. logo on it. And we just took spoons and just ate yeah. it. Just yeah. went to town on that yep. cake. 
Because you just you don't care. You're it's you become animalistic. You divert. You, you uh, revert yeah. down to this more base version of yourself, and just ugh. so yeah. <laughs> if there's myths of what happened that night, people would say there were two demons go ravaging a cake, <laughs> and it was just us. But yeah, it was just us. Because of the religious ceremonies held on January 6th, the debauchery would come to an end, meaning the chaos would cease and life would return to normal. This regular tide of wild, beast-like creatures in the streets solidified itself in legend. Instead of drunk human visitors in fur coats eating all your food, the legend morphed into actual demons from hell, who ruined life for those around the holidays and seemed to disappear once the epiphany came. January 6th continues to be a day of rebirth and blessings. Greek priests will visit each house equipped with holy water and a fresh bunch of basil to cleanse each home of any negative energy. I mean, wild beast-like creature in the streets. Wild beast-like creature in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> You're maiden in That's the streets. That's a calicondry. Yeah. <laughs> A maiden in the street and a calicondry in the sheets. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, yeah, it makes sense if it's like everybody, the party's over. Go Willie Nelson style. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Mm-hmm. It's time to go home. Uh, that that would every year you'd go. Well, they're probably going back down to try to ruin the world from underneath now, mm-hmm. since they tried to ruin the world up here. <laughs> in a 2015 video from a morning news show from Cyprus, a children's choir sings a carol about the calicondry while dancing and clapping with some of the children holding up strings of sausages. While Santa gets cookies and his reindeer get carrots, the Kalakonjari who tour Greece and Cyprus each Christmas season are provided a much heartier feast. Writer Michael Venetianos, who lives in Cyprus, wrote, A custom that is well known and that we still use today is the well-known Titsi, Titsi, Lucani, Coco, Mari, Serotiano, where we throw the sweets and the fries in the chimney or on the roof of the house in order for the goblins to eat them, to be full, and to leave quietly. What a sentence. Love it. Just <laughs> hucking them fries at the goblins. That song is a fucking jam. It slaps <laughs> so hard. I've listened to it. I listened to it one time. And then I've just turned it back on several other times. I was also looking up how to say the word komadi, and there's another, it's from 2010, there was just a pop song with the word in it, and I was just in here, uh, 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 just jamming. But yeah, it just so happened that that's the, the lyrics to the Christmas carol that the children are singing and dancing mm. around with their sausages. You know what? If I was around when this was going on, this is what you do. You get up on somebody's roof. You... Yeah, you're just up there when they start throwing sausages and fries and pancakes. Yeah. You there you go. You're it's like you're, doing the M and M trick with your friends where they chuck the or like a popcorn or whatever, they throw it in your mouth. You just stand up there, open mouth, ready to receive the sausage and fries. It's a whole meal. Yeah. And sweets, you get dessert too. This, these homes are so thing. nice. Yeah. This place is very welcoming. It's uh everything that we've ever wanted and more is what it sounds like. <laughs> sounds like you show up, act like a shit bag and people give you sausage. Mm. It's okay. a dream come true. Sign me up. Yeah. All we give Santa are cookies mm-hmm. and milk. This is a hearty meal. This yeah. Is, this is have... like, yeah, if, exactly. Santa's got to come like having already eaten mm-hmm. and now he wants something sweet. But mm-hmm. with the Kalakons, you're like, I'm coming in empty belly. You're feeding me everything. Full courses. We got mm-hmm. full courses. Appetizer all the way to dessert. Though the famous Christmas Carol says you better watch out for Santa Claus. The real holiday being for whom you may need to keep a special eye on are these mischievous little monsters. So this season, 
hang your asparagus, and set out your colanders. The Colaconsery are coming to town. So what do we think? Love it. Love it so much. First of all, we wanted to go to Greece on our honeymoon. Well, here you go. This is the next best thing. <laughs> I mean, I was excited to read about for several blogs and people's websites and books all about this. Maybe we can still go to Greece for our honeymoon. It'll just be well after we get married due mm-hmm. to all the travel whatnots. But uh, it definitely makes me appreciate that, you know, no matter where you're from, you think, oh, actually, my story of Santa is the right story. It's like, mm-hmm. what story of anything is the right story? It's just the one you choose to believe and follow. And it's whatever you got told when you were a kid. Kind of like the fruitcake. You know, you're like, well, this mm-hmm. kind of tastes funny. But if you if somebody had fed it to you when you were little, you'd be like, this is great. Right. So I think some, things taste sweeter when you've had them uh, fed to you for a longer time. So this is something I'm just getting a taste of, and I love it. <laughs> well, I uh, can't wait to... Uh, for us both to embark upon this journey and see uh, next year just sausages hanging from the the bowels outside. Mm-hmm. Got, uh, I'm just going to put a bucket up on top of your roof, and I'm going to catch <laughs> all the things you throw up there, and then I'm going to eat them. You get them. Uh, and also, if you're tired of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, TTCT Lucanico, I would highly recommend. There you go. Great We'll link it in the show notes. I will. I'll put it at the top. I'll put it on their holiday playlist. Oh, yeah, I'll put it at the top of the show notes so it doesn't get buried because it is a jam. But, yeah, I hope uh, if you are visited by the Kalikonsery that you put out your colanders and have a witty retort. And if you're visited by anything else you want to be visited by this week or next week or into forever, I hope it's exactly who you want to visit you and all the best things are visited upon you. Blessings, joy, happiness, some dope socks from (laughs) Bob. For sure. Thank you guys for all the support over the year. Uh, We appreciate everyone. And no matter what you're celebrating this year and into the next, do it with gusto. You know? If I could just be cheesy for a minute. I feel like when people ask, what do you want for Christmas? I genuinely say I don't need anything because I get to do this job because you people listen. Love you so much. You're our our buds. You're our family. And thank you for listening because... Uh, without you, this would be nothing. And without you, Christy, this would be nothing. So thank you. You are a blessing to my life, too. You are the sausage to my calaconsery. You're the asparagus to my sausage. <laughs> and I'll be, that means you're going to eat me up. Ooh. Arr. Yeah. You. I mean, this show would be nothing without you. It'd be nothing without all of you guys listening. Uh, totally agree with Heather. We got it all. So thank you. Um, Feeling We hope you enjoyed both episodes today. And we got another new one coming for you next week. So it's going to be, it's, man, um, we're wading into deep waters. (laughs) It's wild stuff. (laughs) It's one of those where we start talking about like quantum physics and we're both like, what is even any of this? So stoked stoked to wade in. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what else is going on? Get waded in. (laughs) We're going to wade in. To some Hallmark After Dark, tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time. Heather, what are we doing? We are going to play a movie, turn the volume down, and talk shit over the movie. We're going to make some jokes. We're going to express our incredulity, express our appreciation possibly as well, because it is a cheesy, fun Hallmark movie. And, you know, Mystery Science Theater style, just talk over, joke around. Uh, We got the idea at Wine Night when we were doing this to another Hallmark movie. Mm -hmm. And we had so many requests for uh, the film we're doing. It has a lawyer. It has a ghost. 
It has everything. So it's called the Spirit of Christmas, and we are very <laughs> excited. All you have to do is, no matter what level of a Patreon subscriber you are, all the way from one dollar to twenty five dollars, we're doing this for all of our patrons as a thank you for all of your love and support over the year. We will be doing this on Crowdcast, so all you got to do is register for the event and then log on, and we'll take care of the rest. It's going to be so much fun. The chat is always popping in these uh, live streams, and we can't wait to just make jokes along with everybody. And if the timing works out, my sister, who is a Hallmark movie aficionado and Patreon subscriber, said she would love to be in the chat. And chat oh, yeah. With us, so. Shannon's like a Hallmark movie expert. She she has lists a mile long um, by category. She's, like I said, an, a true aficionado yeah. of the genre. Yeah, well, I so. can't wait to get her take. It's going to be a hoot and a holler and a horny. And a horny. And we're going to put, I'll put the link in the top of the show notes as well. So you can head straight to the registration from that page. It all integrates with Patreon. It's super easy. Just mash a few buttons. Nice. We also have some live in-person shows coming up. Uh, Hot Dish, which is where you and I have a little mix-em-up with a random cast of players, some some friends that we've played with for years. Uh, we're doing that both on January 14th and February 25th. That's going to be at 9 p.m. at Dallas Comedy Club. So it'll be me and Christy and a crew of our some of our favorite comedians. We've done it a few times. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the cult is back. Oh, I'm so excited. I know. For those of you who don't know, the cult is the improv troupe that in- involves Christy, myself, Tommy Brown, you guys, fucking king, <laughs> Nick Scott, Jade Smith, Raymond Fisher. It is an all-star cast, an all-star lineup, and we are going to start doing fourth Friday shows, so uh, that will be Feb- January 28th at 8 p.m. and February 25th at 8 p.m. So if you come on February 25th, it's just like double feature. Oh, yeah. Christy Heather, double feature. Double yeah. feature. Double gabble, banging. Double fist in it. Double fist yeah. in it. Don't, not us, but just, no. yeah. <laughs> comedy. Yeah. Double Com- fist double comedy. Double comedy. Uh, so uh, go to sinisterhood.com and live shows. I'll put, uh, I'll put all the links and the info and the whatnot on there. Nice. We love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost. So if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those enrolling the airwaves and getting into it tier, a special shout-out on the show, monthly bonus minisodes like our recent Fruitcake and Murdoch updates, and patron-exclusive video and audio content like Christy Eats a Fruitcake, Am I the Asshole, (laughs) True Crime Headlines, Relationship Advice, and many more. You also now have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We'll also hop on occasionally, and we host monthly Q&As, where you can ask us all your burning questions. For our patrons not in the U.S., you now have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available and make an excellent holiday gift. If you're not sure about signing somebody up, just make them a little gift certificate and then promise to sign them up later, or you can sign them up with your email, switch it to their email later. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Plus, if you select an annual membership, you are rewarded with a free month of membership. A gift for you, a gift for them. Mm-hmm. For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit SinisterHood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. 
So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch, like working from home, out, seeing the sights, celebrating with family. We still haven't gotten the family Christmas card where everybody's in Sinisterhood merch, but Uh-oh. I truly believe that day shall come. Christmas if you want to get miracle. some... It was someday. If you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com. Click shop in the top banner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And now Spotify will let you rate and review shows. So if you're listening on Spotify, it's a new thing. Hop in there, rate it. If you listen on Apple, hop in there, rate it. Even if you don't listen on those, hop in there and rate them. It helps. And, you know, you never know if you're, uh, you know, leaving us a lovely message. We love to read it. Thank you so much. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Chrissy, where are you at? I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and on Twitter at Christy or GTFO. Heather? I'm on Instagram at Heather versus the world and Twitter at MCK versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airways. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Here are your special Patreon shout outs. Diana Ortiz. Maddie Rose. Erica Oyervides, Kayla Hunt, Christine Robson, Carol Atwood, Aliana Boshart, Kaylin Burkhart, Sylvia Belasis, Marissa Nicholas, Jenica L. Nelson, Kara P. Guyon, Mandy Black, Jenny Elftman, and Ann Gonzalez. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We couldn't do this without you. Have a wonderful holidays. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. <laughs> Say